where we guide you through all of your favorite or not so favorite Disney Channel original movies. Thanks for listening. Lori's here and I'm Andoni. And I'm Sammy. Grab your magic wands and hurry to remedial goodness class because today we're watching Descendants. The teenage son of the king and queen of Oridon offers the troublemaking children of villains a chance to attend prep school in the kingdom. I don't usually do the first part of that. No, you're just blasting through the parts. Yeah, you're just, you want to just run through the notes real quick too? Well, let's get into it, shall we? Yeah, let's 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 get this the party started. I haven't seen this. I didn't know it was a musical. I guess it wasn't supposed to be, but then Kenny Ortega signed on to direct, and then they're like, "We should put some music in it." <laughs> it definitely the music was a little jarring because it didn't it didn't read like a musical until there was suddenly music each well, time. <laughs> but then once you think of like all the costuming, like, oh wow, this is very musical looking. Yeah. I'm conflicted because the music seemed out of place and I feel like the audio on it was weirdly polished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I enjoyed all of the songs. Like the songs made me feel like I mentioned in our group chat, the very first song, Rotten to the Core, I could see that being a lip sync lip sync for your life on Drag Race. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like their sure. their lip syncing was off. Um the main girl Mal, her lip syncing was not good. Kristen Chenoweth's song was really good. She performed the hell out of that. Yes. Yeah, but even her lips, like, she wasn't delivering the full power of the song. I her. mean, she was, they were probably maybe lip syncing well on set, but, like, the audio they added in post was weird, which I don't think was, yeah. like, lip syncing poorly. Yeah. Mal just sounded overproduced. Like, you could yeah. hear the auto-tune in her, and it was, like, so when she was lip syncing, it just didn't sound like a voice that would come out of somebody's body. Uh, well, I had never seen this. I remember watching it when it first came out, and there were little bits of this that I like. I remember the Enchanted Lake scene, and I remembered the dogs and Carlos. But I honestly, I don't know how I forgot Kristen Chenoweth was in this movie. I forgot there were songs in this movie. I forgot everything about it. So <laughs> it was like a whole new experience. I was really really excited because like the reveal of Christian Chenoweth is like somebody's talking and then the camera zooms and she's dressed as the villain whose name I cannot pronounce. Maleficent. 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 That's going to be a fun word this entire podcast. I feel like that one was on purpose. Maleficent. Maleficent. No, like I can't. Uh, so I was you are pronou- you're pronouncing Maleficent like Dak Shepard pronounced Vietnamese. <laughs> Wait, how, what? How does he say Vietnamese? He says Vietnamese. <laughs> I'm oh, not, this so isn't cute. a goof. I like at work, I was trying to tell my coworkers <laughs> about this movie, and I was just kind of like, after the first couple of times of trying to pronounce, I was just like, like, you know, who I mean. <laughs> we're just going to call her Christian Chenoweth this whole time. You know what? It's appropriate because in the original Sleeping Beauty, they never spoke her name because it would summon her. I'm being thematic, thank you. But anyway, it was like the camera like turned around, and then it was her, and it took me because she has all the makeup and the horns things on her head and so it's like wait a minute wait a minute is that it is oh my gosh you know who i had more trouble recognizing at first was kathy and jimmy is she the she's the one from the hocus pocus right and sister act yeah she was the evil queen right yeah so maybe we should set up the exposition 
for this movie. Take it away, Samuel. At the at the beginning, we get like a little storybook opening, and they once upon a time, twenty years ago, Belle and the Beast got married and formed their own little kingdom of Oridon. And they created this little Isle of the Lost, and they banished all of the villains. And they also mentioned sidekicks for some reason. I don't, I didn't, never saw a sidekick on the Probably island. like Yago. Oh, maybe. I was thinking like good sidekicks, and I was like, why? That's weird. Uh, <laughs> they're like, we're tired of you. <laughs> That'd be such a dick. <laughs> okay, maybe like Smee or something. Okay, it makes sense. <laughs> so they put, all of the villains and the sidekicks on this aisle and they put a magical barrier over it. They can't use magic. There's no Wi-Fi. There's like no electricity or something. I don't know. Now, fast forward 20 years, all those villains have kids. We never meet their significant others. I think they just reproduce by budding like a sponge. Voldemort got all of them pregnant. (laughs) Including Jafar. (laughs) Or maybe- (laughs) I don't make the rules, man. Maybe Jafar is like the only one reproducing. <laughs> Maybe. Although Cruella DeVille's son was Hispanic. Yes, and Jafar's son was Native American. Because he's the boy from Twilight. Yeah. There's just a little race bending going on. Whatever. It's fine. He was probably my favorite Maybe character. Maybe they all adopted. Yeah. That I'm must totally be. fine with race bending. I'm not cool with how like kind of racist Jafar was. Okay, hold on. I had a problem with Jafar because correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not that big of a Disney fan. Aladdin was the thief. Yeah, exactly. Jafar was the one trying to marry the teenage girl. Get it right, Disney. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's that, true. You know what? I didn't even think about that. I was just more bothered by the fact that he was a Middle Eastern man running a convenience store. I was thinking it was like, yeah, a pawn shop, which isn't really, I don't think, a stereotype. Either way. Either, Either way. way. There's a problem with Jafar in the original story as well. But yeah, you know, it's, it's all fine. Great and shiny Disney. It's okay. Yeah, we'll just brush over it. There's nothing we can do. <laughs> You know who's who's got something that they can do? Bell and Beast's son. Also, doesn't Beast ever get a name? No. Um, it's widely accepted in Disney canon that his name is Prince Adam, but that was never specified in the original movie. Where do people get yeah. that from? I don't know. I mean, maybe original story? Maybe. Oh, maybe, since like Disney steals all their stuff from like... Yeah. Also, what do they call him in this movie? Wait, was Scar hanging out somewhere in the... The Lost Island, like, are we? Are, are there just no animal villains? Scar has to be over there somewhere. Yeah. Beast does not get a name in this movie. He's just Ben's dad. Or King, or Honey. Or King, or actually, I think he's like president. They said something about him being president, but then there's our coronation for Ben, so nothing makes sense. What? Oh, <laughs> it makes about also, as much sense to me as the British Parliament currently. That's true. <laughs> Also, at one point, did Ben say that they're, he was like, yeah, we're just regular immortals. Did he say immortals or mortals? I don't remember that line. Yeah, I don't remember that line either. But like the fact that all of them look how they look and there's like a joke about it later where they're like, Snow White's obviously gotten work done. I feel like the the age, you don't age like you age in the human. No, and there was also some, I think Maleficent made some reference to being evil for years and years and years and years. Yeah. (laughs) So it made it sound like it had been more than like an average human lifespan. Maybe it's like wizard law where it's like they just weirdly get to like 150 years old. Also, Fairy Godmother looked real young. Oh, yeah. She did. Yeah, Fairy Godmother was like a round, pleasant old lady. She de-aged in this movie. I have a question. Was 
Once Upon a Time out before this movie came out? I think so, yes. And I didn't realize it until thinking about it, like most things. Um, <laughs> ABC and Disney are the same company. So they were just like, we just got to make all these live actions. Oh. So they made that one. This is kind of like Once Upon a Time Junior, I guess. Yeah, Descendants is 2015 Holy and Once Upon a Time it was like 2010. I was think. 2011. Yeah, so it had been out for a while. Is that still going? It's no. definitely still going. I don't think it I is. I hope not. I know they did like a weird like Snow White only version or something. What? I that remember movie... seeing a commercial for them adding Elsa from Frozen. Okay. Okay, well, the last season was in 2018, so I guess it's still going. Wow. Anyways, so <laughs> Belle and Beast's son is becoming king, even though he's only 16. His first royal proclamation will be to bring some kids over because they're innocent and deserve a good life, which totally fair. But also, so Belle and Beast are like not old at all. Why is he becoming king? Like they're still up and running. They're good. They edited this out, but the reason that he decided this would be his first proclamation was because he had a dream about kids like Mal and everybody else being trapped in the lost world and like being sad. So like, I don't know why they cut out that like kind of relevant piece because that makes it make a lot more sense because as presented here, he's kind of just like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to free all of the kids and it seems really like oh okay that's nice but did you watch the dvd version or something no i was when i was trying to find two truths and a goof i found stuff that was like actually interesting and relevant that i didn't want to like <laughs> eat and be like oh by the way gotcha both of them were kind of bitchy about the bad kids i mean in reality like the villains did do some like super fucked up stuff also, really terrible stuff <laughs> yeah but so like if you send a prisoner to jail and she has a child in jail. You don't leave that child in no, jail. No, I don't. But if like Maleficent has like, they all have like really big magic powers and they're like, they're pure evil. And like, in theory, they've been raising these kids like up until they're teenagers to like also be really evil. I'm not saying it's like right, but like it's a well, different they world. they have left those kids there to begin with. They shouldn't have. Okay, so what would be the best case scenario? Of what? Then? Like, should they have just kidnapped the kids and raised them? This is like that episode of like, uh, like I, I can't remember where, I think it was a video like John and Hank Green, the evil baby orphanage, where it's like, if you go back in time, do you kill baby Hitler or do you adopt him and like love him and give him a good home? Yeah, that's basically it. There's, I just don't think there's a real right answer because you can't like, I mean, the moral implications of policing people having babies is not ideal not ideal <laughs> so we can't like just tell them on that island well you're not having like sterilize everybody that's not okay and then like when they have the babies like i've read a fair amount of fantasy slash sci-fi and like stripping people of their powers never works no yeah it's true there's no real ideal there i guess no but i wanted this there's like no way to talk about all of this without it kind of being a bummer if we're like giving it like real world <laughs> Yeah, let's let's pick There's the move back up because the music is so good and it's time for the first song and it was still jarring. Yeah. These kids are rotten to the core. They're bad. Rotten to the core, 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 core. It was very remixed and... It seemed like I could see this being a Todrick Hall music video. Yeah, I was going to say the dance moves, but like earlier Todrick Hall. Like where he did a couple where he did like the Peter Pan one and stuff. I wish we'd seen more villains, honestly. Yeah. And like different too. ones. Yeah, like, I, oh, I mean, there's two more movies, guys. I really hope that they do Ursula. I Ooh. feel like her costume would be sick. I don't know if this is true. It's a fan theory. I read the heck out of this trivia thing, but there was a girl <laughs> in a wheelchair in the dance scenes of the good guys. And the fan theory is that like she was meant to be the like one of Ariel's friends. Oh, that would be 
Real interesting. I was in love with the costuming this whole movie. I like how they're like, how do we make sure we show that these bad kids are bad? They're like colored hair, purple, green. Oh, leather. <laughs> it's all about the leather. Mal's outfits were great, but I loved Evie's outfits the whole movie. Although she was kind of dressed like Snow White and not like the Evil yeah. Queen. But you know, yeah. whatever. But, it, but the Evil Queen was like always wanting to be Snow White. So yeah, that's true. You know, they totally did this costuming so that they could produce like merchandise for a hot topic i'm sure they had the dolls made before they even had the premise for the movie they're just like we need to like they also definitely like had shirts and costumes and like cute dresses produced from all of evie's outfits that shit was yeah definitely on the racket hot topic as soon as this movie dropped they had all that made up and they're like oh shit we need to like write a script i bet <laughs> actually i wonder if hot topic has any still because i kind of well, the third one's coming out or just came out so yeah it just came out I would honestly wear Carlos's sweaters and stuff. Yeah, he was adorable. There's a there's a dance break. Uh, you see all the kids doing graffiti and stealing stuff and generally pissing off the other residents of the evil island. So you're just like, you guys should expect this by now. You're also evil. So, you know, if you're like, yeah. what if you're like, so these are all like the A-list super evil. What if you're just like kind of bad and you end up there and you like almost, it's like, I'm imagining it's like good place law where it's like you get a score and you're just like, God, I just barely made it into the bad place. I stole, I stole library book one fucking time. Like, can you please chill out? Like, I'm just trying to like get by. Yeah. What is the metric for getting banished to the Isle of the Lost? Well, it also just kind of seems like there's a lot of poor people. So it's like bad people and people who can't afford houses around Aradon. Oridon, I think. Oridon. Kristen Chenoweth shows up and she's magnificent. She's wonderful. We love her. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say it was such a surprise and it was so well done. It was such a good reveal. My only complaint is that she is a very small lady, a small but powerful lady. When I think mm-hmm. of Maleficent, I think super tall and imposing. I feel like her demeanor was imposing enough. Like I was thinking about how this was like one of the first times where like I see her in a movie and I don't want somebody to just like pick her up and give her a hug. True. Yeah. But she was still playing like kind of goofy. Like she played Maleficent goofy. Yeah. Well, the whole movie's kind of campy. Yeah. So... If, she had, like, oh, if she had like brought it, which we know she can, it would have been like terrifying. I mean, it would have been yeah. fantastic, but it would have been, like, weird. Yeah, I think she was the perfect casting for a campy version of, like, a little decom movie. And she played it just right. And she plays Glinda the Good Witch in Wicked, correct? Mm-hmm. So that's, like, a fun where it was, like, do you want to play the opposite? Yeah. She shows up and she tells the kids that they have been selected to go spend a school year in Oridon. And they're all like, what? This is a bummer. They're all goody two-shoes over there. I don't want to go. And Maleficent's like, y'all, this is an opportunity. You're thinking small. We can we can get in on the ground floor. Steal the fairy godmother's wand. And then we take over the world. That can't be the only source of power, of magical power in the world, though. I mean, none of these villains are great at being villains. That's why they all fail in their own movies. So they get like very like single-minded. They're like, this is the plan to take over the world. I was not invited to a christening. Fuck everyone. That's Maleficent. The queen gives her, the evil queen gives her daughter a magic mirror. And then Mal gets a spell book. Does anybody else get anything? Nobody else gets anything. No, the boys are kind of an ass afterthought which is which is lame mal had the hypnotizing powers which i don't think maleficent ever had right 
Maleficent was just like a a witch fairy thing, so she could do whatever. Yeah, but she they had like Kristen Chenoweth and Mal both had like the green glowy eye thing that like. I think that was just supposed to symbolize a battle of wills between them. I think it would have been cooler if Jay got the hypnotizing stick. And say he's just flippy and strong and aggressive. And he steals shit. Which still, that's Aladdin. That's the good guy in. It's true. And Carlos gets nothing but fear. Yeah, he's terrified of dogs because his mom raised him to think that dogs are like disease-carrying rodents. and That she shit. wants to wear. And she has like a weird like squeaky toy dog on her. When you go to like a nursing home and like the dementia patients have the fake dolls. Oh. They're real dolls, but they think they're like, she thinks the dog is like, talk, like she keeps calling it baby and like talking to it. It was really bizarre. It was kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. They get there, they're in like the limo and the bridge. They're like, oh no, it's a trap. We're going to get driven off the bridge. And he's like, nah, I got this. And like pushes a button and they like get to go. So I, that really made me curious. Could they have, if, it, if someone had just tried walking over the bridge, would it be like Indiana Jones where you just start walking on an invisible bridge? I don't think it was invisible. I think it was like non-existent and the guy had the button that makes it exist. I forgot about the button. Yeah. I literally so. just mentioned the button, Andoni. <laughs> Pay attention. Keep up. <laughs> I've got no comeback. <laughs> <laughs> so they pull, up, they pull up to the school. And After hitting the, the button. Hole. After hitting the button. They hit a lot of <laughs> buttons. Okay. There's a whole welcoming committee. There's like a marching band. And and Jay and Carlos come tumbling out of the limousine covered in chocolate because for some reason it's just full of candy, which yeah. I would not complain about. No, yeah. I don't think they get candy on the Isle of the Lost. So they don't get they anything. Like, yeah, yeah, they don't get anything at all. So they were like, oh, shit, this is, oh, they were eating like a Reese's. And they're like, I don't know what this is. This is sweet and salty at the same time oh my god i feel like i've gotten to the point where like when you're in high school you want a limo filled with booze so you can't like when you're a kid you want a limo filled with candy then you are a teen and you're like i want to be full of beer and now i'm just like a limo filled with candy sounds like the biggest party yeah, yeah that sounds great also sounds like i would have such a stomach ache for the end yeah. of the day yeah I mean, it all means that you know you'll get a tummy ache and not stopping <laughs> can i have a limo filled with booze and candy or those liqueur uh, filled chocolates oh that is how you party as an adult yeah that's really good planning so the prince they find out prince ben is dating aurora's daughter they make like you don't really everybody is only as important as their parents are so i'm not very good at the names because they didn't put a ton of focus on like the individual's names but it kind of reminded me of if you watch shows and stuff about like society kids upper east side gossip girl whatever it's like oh i'm this guy's son or this woman's yeah and also like their parents are legit famous yeah so it kind of makes sense that they're living up. What I don't get is why every single hero, like the, the heroes and the villains, all name their kids like weird plays on their own names. All of them are narcissists. Yeah. So you've got you've got Mal is Maleficent's daughter, and Evie is the evil queen's daughter. Jay is Jafar's son. I don't know where Carlos comes from. I mean, it's the closest <laughs> thing to Cruella. Cruella. <laughs> But then you've got Ben is from the Beast and Bell. Oh, Audrey. why is there an N? I don't know. There's a lot of B names they could have used. I can't think of any right now, but there's a lot. Billy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Bella Lugosi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Prince Bella Lugosi. 
<laughs> Definitely belong in the good village and not the evil one. That would be so good. That's the only other boy B name I could think of. Brandon. Like... There's literally somebody on our podcast. So we've got Audrey is Aurora's daughter. Hated Audrey. She was awful. She was so bad. And I think, well, that's good though, because it's proof that like you're not what your parents are. Yeah, that's true. She and Mal don't get along, and it's yeah. Doesn't help that Ben is flirting with her right in front of her. I mean, she's really pretty. Can you blame him? She's pretty, and she's got the coolest hair. She does have the coolest hair and the coolest leather jacket. Yeah. Yeah. So many studs and zippers, and so many collars. So many and different colors, purple and green and more purple and green, sometimes black with purple and then green and black. They find their dorms. Evie loves it. I think I think it's cool that like I feel like the the queen witch what's her name? The evil queen. Evil queen. Okay, I was close. She, um, she never gets a name, which is stupid. But like her whole thing is that she's just like very, very jealous of Snow White's like youth and everything. So I think it's cool that Evie was kind of like wanting to be the princess almost well, not almost she definitely was wanting to be a princess because the evil queen was just like i'll find a nice boy double points if he's a prince yeah she just raised her daughter to be a gold digger basically i mean there's worse things or a star fucker whatever you want to call it mal hates it but even like when she was pretending obviously this movie is predictable it's fine i mean all disney movies are predictable like the princess movies i even feel like she did a good job of making it seem like she was like forcing herself to hate it like she was like the kid who's like proud that she hates stuff and probably doesn't actually hate it as much as she yeah well i mean she has a her signature graffiti is live evil. Long live evil. Oh, yeah. Long live evil. Which I thought was clever because I never would have really on my own thought about evil being live backwards. I, ha- I have been a 14-year-old who thought she was deep. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jay stole a bunch. Carlos is playing video games. It was like a really cool, like, almost Wii, but like elevated. They actually did a good job of making like the moves on the screen match what they were doing, which is rare in movies. Yeah. I'm real impressed at how Jay and Carlos picked up technology, having never experienced technology in their entire life. I mean, lives. we's are very, like, intuitive. No, but Carlos, I mean, you had a Google. Yeah, he had the laptop, and he figured out how to use Google Maps in, like, 30 seconds. It's kids these days, man. Have you been around a preschooler with a laptop? No, they don't know how to use laptops. They know how to use tablets, though. These kids are very smart. So I'm not I'm not going to look too deep into that. Use the mirror to find the wand. It turns out it's at the Cultural Museum, 2.3 miles away. Oh, that's some very exact note-taking. Mal uses the spell book to make the guard prick his finger, and then he goes to sleep. But they're still locked out, laughing my ass off. <laughs> it in, and then Mal uses a spell, so he wipes out. Do you think anybody can use magic? Or since she's like part fairy demon, she can use magic? I think it might be like her essence Hmm. is magical. So they're running through the museum and they go through the villain display, which I don't understand why there's only four villains. And exactly the ones that were brought over from. Maybe that's why Ben invited them because he's like, I only know of four villains, the ones (laughs) at the museum. I don't know, that's pretty, like, high stakes if they, like, put them in there because they're, like, the baddest of the bad. Like, he's like, I want to bring their kids as the trial. Are they the baddest of the bad? I don't, would not lump Jafar in as the baddest He of tried the bad. to marry a teenager. Okay, yeah. but there's also, like, Captain Hook. Really, though, Captain Hook is just, like, the Squidward of Disney <laughs> He's got this annoying-ass neighbor who won't, who won't stop bugging him, and he's just trying to, like, live his life in peace. That's true. 
I think Scar is probably Scar and Ursula. Scar is pretty fucked up. Scar murdered his own brother. Yeah. Okay, Ursula's messed up, but in her defense, Ariel was like, I love this boy now. Please help me. But she was exiled from Atlantis because she was evil. There's a lot of villains, and I personally would not pick Jafar as one of like the baddest of the bads. I think he's pretty bad. He's pretty bad. I'm not saying he's not pretty bad, but I'm saying that there's like definitive villains in the Disney canon. There are more there are villains with more insidious motives like he was just power hungry like Corella Deville just wanted a jacket made out of puppies okay that's she was murdering bad. 101 puppies that's pretty <laughs> no, I'm saying that's way that's more fucked oh, up. okay I thought you were saying she was like she just wanted a nice coat what's wrong yeah. and like Maleficent was butthurt because she didn't get invited to a christening and the evil queen was willing to kill her daughter her stepdaughter her half daughter just to like be young and beautiful. Stepdaughter, yeah. Yeah. Was Cinderella's only villains the stepmother? Stepmother and the stepsisters. Well, yeah, but like those are pretty low bar, huh? Yeah, I wouldn't put that. I would be shocked if like the stepsisters were <laughs> the baddest of the bad. They were just, they were raised by, they were poorly raised. They run into a room that has the villain display, as somebody said 15 minutes ago. That's me. Um, <laughs> and I, it was very creepy. Because so all of them are supposed to be like wax figures, except it's really just the actor sitting very still. <laughs> and then looks like very CGI. Yeah. So all the other kids are leaving because they have a job to do. And then this is when Mal's like, should I be evil? And sings. And then Christian Chenoweth's character comes to life. And I was like, I thought that it was like somehow they'd use magic to like channel into the wax figures to like come alive in the good world. But they can't use magic. But I did think that too. I thought somehow Maleficent had like figured out how to come into the good world and she was like pretending to be the wax figure for a second. Yeah. But then it wound up being Mal's imagination and in her imagination, she's duetting with her mom. But later in the movie, Maleficent is humming that same song. So she is. Yeah. Did it happen? Did it not happen? I think it's just Disney uh, magic there. If I ever meet Kenny Ortega, that is what I will ask him. If I ever meet Kristen Chenoweth, which I think is more likely to happen. Chenoweth? Chenoweth. Whatever. You called her like Christine or Christian earlier and I didn't say anything. How much is a Kristen Chenoweth? A billion. Especially if it's from Pushing Up Daisies. Pushing Daisies? Damn it. God. <laughs> God. Suck None it. of us can get anything right today. No. Pushing Daisies is my all-time favorite TV show. It's so good. She was so cute and so sad and unrequited in that show. Oh my goodness. There's a duet with between Mal and her mom, and it's sort of her trying to figure out whether she wants to be evil or good. Don't you want to be evil like me? She has like the nice like fake hat tip, and it's a very like jazzy number. It's, it's so, so good. good. It has all the stage tropes. For... I like how it does not fit the villains or the movie or anything. And I'm still like, fuck yeah, can we have like three more songs exactly like this, please? Please. Yeah. It was hands down the best performance of the whole movie. Nobody else can touch her. Like it's unfair no. to these children next to this goddess. Why didn't they have Kathy and Jimmy sing at all? They barely even had her speak. Her lines were really good, though. Yeah, she sold her role very well. But also, we keep saying it was a duet. It was hardly a duet. Because Mal sings, like, ten words. And then Kristen's like, okay, wait, I got the rest. <laughs> Basically. If you're a kid next to her, you're like, please don't make me sing. <laughs> I would not want to sing with Kristen. Oh. Uh, so they find the wand. Jay tries to grab it. 
uh, you know, kind of pigheadedly as he does by running face first into it. And it sets off the alarm. And uh, then they're like running out. And Carlos, who, like we said, is super good at technology. He like answers the phone to the security company and deactivates the alarm. He's just so clever. I like how all the like good adults in this movie definitely knew it was these kids. And they were like, this is going to fall apart anyway. We just have to appease Ben for a little bit. Like they, oh, you move villains into the city. And then like that night, the wand try almost gets stolen. Oh no, who could have done it? Yeah, they weren't very smart. So they go to class. It's remedial goodness. And it's stuff like, if a baby is crying, do you myrtleize it? Do you try to gently soothe it? Or do you hand it to its parent? Or put a curse on it. Basically. Yeah. And Mal's like, you just pick the most boring ones. That's why I'm so good at this. It's not because you're, you know, good at heart or anything, Mal. Not at all. Nope. Not at all. Then it's sports ball time. Was it cricket? Uh, it was field hockey mixed but, with dodgeball. Mixed they had, with like, lacrosse? But it looked like cricket paddles. Yeah, it looked like cricket paddles, but they were playing lacrosse. Oh, to me, it looked like a field hockey stick. No, that was not a stick. But like a, a thick one. Stick. Like real wide. No. So they were playing some weird made-up sport. That I would is... play this. Honestly, it looked like fun. It did look like fun, especially when Jay did not follow any rules at all, but he kicked ass. Well, mostly I want to be the person who gets to shoot the cannons at others. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So Jay joins the team because even though he doesn't understand the rules, he's amazing at sports balls. It's because he's a twilight werewolf. Yeah. Because he's really good at breakdancing. Then Mal emotionally abuses the fairy godmother's daughter. Oh my god. Your mom could make you pretty. You suck now. She could fix you, but she doesn't love you enough. Oh my god. Yeah, but honestly, that poor girl is definitely kind of neglected by her mom. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. She, I mean, she didn't have to work hard to play into her. No. Like, she was just drawing on her insecurities that were already there. And Mal uses a spell to, like, change her hair. So she looks all pretty and everything and then i was like it hides your other features and i'm like she's pretty she's really pretty (laughs) it made me really sad because she was talking about like can you fix my nose and she's like we can't do anything that big gosh it was was fine actually and like at the end of the movie when everything ends up happy happily ever after i'm like but she like that was like actually evil that's like the actual evil thing she did in this movie yeah she yeah. did some real evil. She's if she took that energy and flipped it around, she'd be such a good psychologist. Oh my helping God. people. I think she apologized. Well, she didn't really apologize, but she kind of like tried to encourage Jane towards the end or something. Like Well, I mean yeah. in like the final climax, but totally. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I mean, so any- he is crushing on Chad, who is Prince Charming and some- I didn't like that his name was Chad, but I kind of like it given the current oh, yeah. he connotations was of the word Chad. Total Chad. <laughs> This was before that, which was perfect. So he's not very bright, but he's very uh, handsome. So vapid. He meets Evie and she's in love with him. And he's they're cute together. And she seems smart. And he's like, I like smart girls. He doesn't say that, but it's implied. Well, he likes yeah. smart girls because he can manipulate them into doing his homework. That so. was exactly what happened. He was all like, so Evie tries to get him to tell him about the magic wand because his mom is Cinderella. So she's like on good terms with the fairy godmother, you know. He's like, man, I would love to tell you, but I just don't have time with all of this homework I have to do. Uh, it would be nice if you could do it for me. And she's like, okay. It was pretty shitty. I like how a lot of like the good kids were evil. Yeah, aside from Ben. 
and Doug. Privileged and shitty. Oh, I loved Doug. He was who? Doc or Dopey's son? I think it was Dopey's son. He was so adorable. And he was himself a little bit dopey. And I like how he didn't have any animosity toward Evie. Right. Yeah, he was just like hanging out with her. It's clear that they're like friends now. He's hanging out with her and she's like totally crushing on Chad and he's not like weird about it at all. I'll introduce you. Evie and Doug had very good chemistry. They did. And I thought like, I thought very early on that they were kind of together but then she was like crushing on Chad. I was like, wait, what? I think towards the end they sort of hint it. Carlos gets chased by a dog and he's scared because that's all he's known. But then he meets dude who is the dog and he falls in love and it's a very good dog. And it's funny because later there's a line that I'm taking as Carlos having come out and his character's gay in my head because they're like, see, we've all learned stuff here, Carlos. You've been rubbing dudes' bellies. <laughs> I heard yeah, that That too. was a terrible name for a dog. <laughs> that was great. It was so Thought exactly the same thing. Because like for I, a second, I forgot that the dog that. was there and named Dude. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Also, I totally thought that he and Jay were a thing. I'm cool with it. Yeah. I'm cool with it too. Um, yeah. So he realizes uh, dogs are not scary. They're cool. And his mom has been feeding him lies his whole life. So anyways, when Evie and Chad are under the bleachers talking, he mentions how the magic wand comes out during the coronation. And so she tells Mel and Mal. Mal? Mal. 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 Mal wants to use a love spell on him to get her to take him, get him to take her because his girlfriend gets to be up there with him for some weird reason. Yeah. So they like... It's the date to the coronation. It makes sense. But it's just like any girl, any girl you happen to be dating at that moment. Like it's like the, what's the, like the coming out or whatever. Not that. Like, but yeah. The, um, I know what you're talking about. Debutante? Um, yeah. Debutante yes. ball. Where it's like, even if you're not dating somebody, like they always get their like escort. I learned about it on Gossip Girl. They're baking cookies in the kitchen to make a love spell for Ben. And Lonnie, Mulan's daughter, walks in and is like, hey guys, what you making? They, she tried the cookie dough before the final ingredient of a single tear of human sadness gets added. And she's like, you know what is missing? It's missing chocolate chips. And they're all like, we have never experienced chocolate. Like the limo was the first time ever. Don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, y'all never had your parents make you chocolate chips when you're sad? And it makes them all start thinking about how like their parents didn't really love them. <laughs> and it's real sad. And they all kind of explain that to her and then she cries because it's real sad so my mom never made me cookies when i was sad mal uh gets ben to eat one of her cookies by really manipulating him um he's about to go to his game and she's like hey i made you a cookie or i made cookies i have an extra one you want it and he's like ah, i can't i'm about to play a game it's not a great idea and she's like oh i get it we're bad people and you just don't trust us and he's like oh no no, no. i'll eat the cookie i'll eat the cookie so he only takes one bite and it really works because he like immediately is in love with her and then they win the sports ball game. He recreates the scene from 10 Things I Hate About You where Heath Ledger declares his love for Julia Stiles' character at the football game. <laughs> yes, it was really terrible and really good. I think the great part about his proclamation of love is that he hadn't broken up with his girlfriend already and he's like, let's spell something, M-A-L. And then the girl's like, what? And just like runs off. It's like the best way to talk. But then she comes up at the end and she's like, 
I'm dating Chad now. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be an Avalon High situation where she and Chad were already sneaking behind Ben's back. Oh, God. That would have been that would have been great. This part really wasn't all that important. But uh, Doug turned in the Evie's magic mirror to the teacher. Yeah, I'm sorry. Ch- Chad turns in Evie's magic mirror to the teacher. They're taking a test. And he's like, that's cheating. And she's like, I'm not using it. So let me finish the test. And she still does great because Doug helped tutor her and they have a moment at the end where did he even tutor her or is she just naturally smart i thought i think she's naturally smart because mal does say something at the end where she's like you don't need to cover up your smartness for boys ben has invited mal on like an official first date and so she and evie bond over makeup and their moms and evie helps her out so i guess they were like they were friends but they didn't actually become like close friends until they've come to the good people land yeah, there was, so Mel's talking about how she never really wears makeup, but she's been wearing makeup this whole movie. And fake like, eyelashes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Doesn't look any different. This first date, though, I really like how he's like, we're going to have a picnic. And then, so we find out later that, like, when he gets in the enchanted water, it washes off the magic spell, and you think he did that intentionally. But without knowing that, this dude is just like, okay, imagine this. You're on a first date with somebody. You're going to a picnic. You're wearing a very cute first date dress. And he's like, we're going to go swimming now. So A, he's either trying to get her to like skinny dip or B, he's just like, I have dope abs. I need to show them off. What's a casual way to like not be wearing a shirt right now? It was totally the dope abs thing. He goes swimming and then she has a song moment on her own. And it was not my favorite song. Eh. I cannot put that melody in my head because it was really boring. It was basically about her being like, do I love him? Do I let my heart and my brain talk to each other so they know? Some good songwriting there. But So after the end of the song, Ben's been gone for like three minutes and she's like, oh, maybe he's drowning. So she, <laughs> she tries to jump in after wherever he is to save him, but she can't swim. Her fake drowning is really bad, but then he rescues her from rescuing him and it's very cutesy. And he got her this magic rock but she just like doesn't give a shit. And then he asks, "There, oh, this may have been before, but it was like a very sexually charged moment because he's like, is this your first time? And she's like, uh, what? And then he's like <laughs> eating donuts and then he like reaches over because she has them all over her mouth and like wipes them off her lips. And I'm like, wow. Well, the whole thing was sexual. He's like, I love you. Do you love me? And she's like, I don't know how to love. He's like, I can show you. And then it just cuts to the next scene. I was like, whoa, did they just do forest sex? <laughs> they totally did what is it there's like an occasion like most of the parents are going to be there for like the coronation but obviously the bat- it's family day that's what it is yeah and so the fairy godmother's like and this it makes me think of like when which rich liberals try to do stuff for like the poor and like they don't actually know <laughs> what like and so they're just like oh we'll do this big favor for you we'll like we bought you free video games and poor kids are like, we don't have PlayStations, but thank you. Like kind of like that where she's like, I'll Skype in your parents since you probably miss them and you all get along so well. And it's not like that at all. Yeah. It was super cute though, watching all the parents try to figure out how to work the Skype. It was so funny. It was such an old people trying to work technology thing. It was so good. Yeah. The BR guest cover was my favorite song in this whole thing. It was like a weird rap thing. It kind of sucked, but in the best way. Well, it was an acapella rap hip hop. Into it. Yeah. And it, it was-, was so good. Ben introduces Maul to his parents uh, and they're kind of weird about it because 
she's evil and they're still not really on board with this whole plan but they're like they're trying to be nice and they're like all right let's play some croquet before dinner but let me bring all my evil friends with yeah she's like oh i'm here with my friends and they're like they can come too Mm -hmm. and then there's a super awkward moment where aurora's mom grandma sleeping beauty uh meets <laughs> mall granny <laughs> sleeping granny they do call her grammy she meets mall and they're like really sweet for a minute until she finds out that she's maleficent's daughter and then she loses her shit and it's like a full-on fight breaks out on the croquet field jay gets involved oh chad gets in there and he starts like bad mouthing people it was it was a whole thing yeah Yo, chad needs a punch in the face he is Okay. <laughs> That's German for a face in need of a fist. When you speak German, we get it every episode, man. <laughs> That's literally the first time I've done that. And it's the only word I know in German, <laughs> which is, is an important word. So Evie has this perfume that she can spray and it'll knock people out. And uh, she uses that on Chad and it's real satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I still wish it was a fist. But then Belle and the Beast, they're such shitty parents. <laughs> they're like, Ben's like, don't blame Mal for this. And they're like, we don't, we blame you. It was really terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your son is trying to affect positive change in the world and you guys are just comfy in this little fucking monarchy that you've made for yourselves. So Mal gives Ben the anti-love potion and he's like, oh, he eats it. And she's like, do you feel less fond of me? And he's like, give the anti-love potion a second to kick in. And she's like, oh, well, wait a minute. And it turns out he's known the whole time. And that yeah. like when he jumped in the water on their creepy date where he showed off his abs, it like rinsed off the spell. And he's like, no, I like I flirted with you the first second I met you. You're super cute. We're going to get married now. It was also super, I thought that was really predictable. It's like, oh, look at this beautiful lake that they're at. That thing's totally magic. Yeah. I wish that he had been a little bit more weirded out by the uh, clear consent violation. Yeah. It's one of those where it's like it worked out because he liked her, but that doesn't make it not bad. Yeah. Because everyone's being shitty. Aurora's mother was like shitty to Mal. And then the fairy godmother's daughter is shitty to her. She's like, okay, we're going to fucking steal the wand. Fuck these assholes. So she's like redetermined. But yeah, her heart's not really in it. And the wand opportunity presents itself and they're on TV. So the parents are watching back. I thought they didn't have TV. I think they got TV specifically for this. Oh, is it, is it like Hunger Games where it's like mandatory viewing? Totally. Okay. Maybe or since they're the parents since they let them use Skype earlier. Like they still think their parents love them. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. So anyways, a, a mysterious hand who we assume is Mal grabs the wand from the fairy godmother. Were and... any of you fooled by that? No. <laughs> At first I was like, wait a second. Why didn't they show the whole person? <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a thing where she like grabs it and then does it and then her mom gets there and then like they have some big dramatic villain speech. Um, But it turns out it was Jane, fairy godmother's daughter, who is still kind of bitter about the fact that her mom never gussied her up. Yeah. So she breaks the barrier on the Isle of the Lost. Mal is like, my time is now. And she shows up. And then Mal confronts her and she magics the wand to herself. She's like, wand now, but like in a magic spell. 
and somehow it's like what's the what's the ah the spell that harry always uses that like somehow yeah she like expelliarmus is her and it just like works because you know she's not like way weaker than her super evil powerful smart mom well it's because maybe good is stronger than evil i mean i think it's also they're like oh shit we're at two hours we gotta wrap this up (laughs) yeah this movie was so long Maleficent freezes time, steals the wand. She turns into a dragon and she's like chasing the kids around. For some reason, she's only trying to attack Jay. What is it? Evie does something with the... She's got the mirror and she uses it to like reflect light into Mal's eyes so that she like she can't really see. Maleficent, not Mal. Mal's the not, dog. Yeah, Maleficent. I'm sorry. They shouldn't have the same name, okay? Yeah. They really shouldn't. Um, Mal uses the wand and like she has like the battle of wills against her mom where their eyes are glowing. And then like suddenly her mom vanishes, but she shrank to the size of her heart apparently, which is like a bearded dragon. It was a very cute little, little lizard cute friend. little purple li- lizard. Then they start parting it up and he's coronated, crowned, coronaried. Yeah, he gets a coronary. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then they start parting and Mal's like, you didn't think that was the end of the story, did you? And she gives like a kind of, knowing smirk to the camera they already filmed the sequel bitches they totally did same thing with teen beach movie yeah okay lessons learned you don't need to be like your parents okay good good quick um i learned that just because i'm just gonna take your lesson and expand upon it reword it all all the bad kids or you shouldn't judge people based on their parents actions because, like, Aurora's daughter was an asshole. I learned that dogs aren't scary and evil. They're actually man's best friend. You learned that for the first time? For the first time ever. So are you are you telling us that until now you've been terrified of your dog ghost? No, she's been fattening her up for a good coat. Oh, my God. <laughs> and a goof. Goof me. Goofy movie. Due to Liv and Maddie being filmed, Dove Cameron had to wear a wig because she couldn't dye her hair. The movie was filmed in New Zealand. Mal's name means bad in French. Well, Mal obviously means bad in French. I mean, it means bad in Spanish. I feel like it's a little bit different in French. No, it is because that's the name of the wife. Was it the wife? Somebody in Inception. Okay. So what's number one and two? She has to wear a wig in New Zealand. Uh, Oh, well, first of all, they totally shot that in the same place that they shot X-Men. Like the inside of the school. Definitely inside of Xavier's Academy. Okay, well, where was that? That wasn't the... I don't fucking know. If it was a wig, it was a really good wig. Yeah, I'm going to say... I'm going to say it was definitely shot in New Zealand because New Zealand has lower cost of filming. That's why all Power Rangers TV shows have been shot there. Everything filmed in new zealand but that was really good that was a really good wig if it's a wig so i'm gonna go with that it was not shot i'm gonna go with it was a wig wait wait does that mean that's the goof i don't know what you guys that was real hair okay so you think number one is true i know number three is true so it's between one and two. <laughs> what did you guys pick? I pick number one's the goof. That so was Sammy said number two. Number two is the goof. Number two is the goof. It was filmed in Canada. Fuck. I win. That was a very confusing of us. <laughs> it's like, where are we? <laughs> Who am I? Okay, ratings. Sammy, go. It was really fun. It was really cheesy. Songs were kind of weird, but good. So I really enjoyed it. I look forward to Descendants 2, and I also look forward to Descendants 3. Uh, I'm going to have to give it an 8 out of 10. I am going to give it a 10 out of 10. 
The music was weird, but it was fine. I liked all the songs. It was fun. I, it knew what it was, and it was just leaning as hard as it could lean into that, and it's fine. I would like to see a remake of this filmed entirely with drag queens. But not the kids, right? No, yeah, no kids. It's just all drag queens, and it's like nobody ever acknowledges that like the parents and the children are like all full-ass grown adults, and it's fine. <laughs> I love the costuming. I like the camp. I love Kristen Chenoweth. I love Kathy and Jimmy. It was predictable in a Disney way. Mm-hmm. Uh, does not mean it was bad. The music was kind of jarring. So I'm going to deduct a point for that. Nine out of 10. Wow. So I guess we, the, they've been like on a roll lately. I think it's because they've been doing like one a year. Yeah, they can. So instead of dividing their yearly budget into four movies, they're doing... Okay, what's the outro for this? Oh, you have Wi-Fi because you're not an evil butthole in the Badlands. (laughs) What are you going to do with it, huh? I'm going to share this podcast with all my friends. (laughs) And I'm going to like it on Facebook, Instagram, and comment and subscribe and send an email at podinthistogether at gmail.com. And also totally buy some merch. Yeah, we got merch. Three, two, one. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Three, two, one. Goodbye. Nailed it. Nailed it.